on it, switched on. Ah, technology bear. Always use protection. There we go. All right. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Teacher Yarns. I'm one of your hosts, Brian, and my other host is Benjamin, my son, who presently is down in Tasmania. Down in Tassie. Freezing his tits off. I am. Yeah, it's pretty cold. Oh, it's not. It's uh, it's not too bad. What do we got at the moment? Yeah. Uh, nah, I think it's like three degrees. It's not very good. It's freezing, but today was sunny, which is nice. Three degrees. It's it's bloody it's bloody beautiful. Uh, we're in a place called Queenstown, which is you okay. ever heard of Queenstown? No. It's a beautiful little mining town, and Hobart and Launceston. Launceston. That's it. Yeah. Well. Um, this, this is the West Coast. All the West Coast of Tassie has been forgotten. It's all these mining towns that used to be super rich. Um, oh, yeah. Like Zeehan, uh, Queenstown, Strawn, all these massive mining towns. They had like heaps of money, so much money. And now mining's gone and it's, whew, it's, uh, yeah. Ghost towns? Pretty tricky. Yeah. A lot of. Okay. Righto. Listen, I want to start this one off. Um, oh, really interested in that, weren't you? No, I don't give a shit. <laughs> 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 so what are you doing down there? <laughs> Shut up, Dick. Tell everyone you know what, what you're doing. doing down there. Well, I'm uh, filming a TV series called Bay of Fires. Thank you for, for that, Brian. Um, with Chris Hemsworth? <laughs> no, not with Chris. He's not down here this time. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, with some fantastic actors, though. Yeah. There's lots of... Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's Marta Dusseldorp. There's uh, Steve Curry. Uh, Matt Nabel. There's uh, so many. Toby. Oh. You, just, you just mentioned some. You're going to leave some out and they're going to be pissed. Oh, well, that's what I was thinking. They're going to be pissed off if I don't mention all of them. But uh, yeah. the the, the uh, crew is long and distinguished. Okay. So, okay. yeah. Got so, it. it's, yeah. Yale Stone, bloody Toby Leonard Moore, the, the Rachel House. I'm sorry, to everyone, because I, okay. I know they all love listening to this podcast as well, so this is going to be really <laughs> embarrassing for me. <laughs> <laughs> and you're only a newbie. Hey, listen, yeah. we've made, we've got an email the other day that said we have our 5,000th download. Well, holy, sh- that is incredible, isn't it? Do you well, know I whether it is. Do you know whether that's good or not in the podcast world? 5,000, 5,000, that, that sounds good to me. Is that all up or is that just for one episode? No, that's total, that's all up. Yeah, yeah, so a lot of pod, podcasts get 5,000 for one episode. It's, uh, oh, shit. it's, <laughs> <laughs> no, they're the, they're the big ones. I might edit that bit out. They're, they're, right. they're the big ones, that's that's hectic numbers. So yeah, that's good. Uh, right. Listen though, I did get some indications that we are finally making an imprint. Oh, all right. Over the last couple of weeks, I've been contacted by seven different people, and I know they're from four different schools, okay? So it's not just the one school. Okay. And I actually only only know one of these people. So yeah. at recent staff meetings or in school newsletters, yeah. teachers have been getting some advice and guidance about what they should say publicly to the media. So things like newspapers, um, on social media – forums, that type of thing, and the word podcast gets a mention. Here we go. So I'm thinking, hello. Now, is this a coincidence? Yeah, I don't know. It may be. So what I'm asking for our listeners is if you have had a a reminder yeah. at a staff meeting or in a newsletter or something about that, about 
what you need to say and how careful you need to be about talking to the media, talking on podcasts. Yeah. Can you send us just a, I don't know, some sort of emoji? Send Brian. Send What's Brian. A good one? Uh, probably the eggplant. Just send Brian an eggplant. <laughs> you know what that one eggplant. is? Yeah. Hey? Do you know what the eggplant is? No, I know it's something rude. Somebody said it's supposed to be a dick, but it looks nothing like a dick. Well, I don't know. I don't know. How many have you oh. seen? Was in the air for. <laughs> um, so I, so just send it. So I don't want names. I don't want schools. I just want a little emotion. An how about a little how about, an plan? Because I want to know if this is a statewide thing. How about a little, or if if it's just a few people? How about really? a little winky face? A little winky, a little, a winky, little winky face. face. All right, I'll winky I'll put a post up um, on Instagram. Well, I don't know. Okay. Not many people interact on Instagram, so we'll we'll see. Well, little winky face. Oh, no, send, just, us send us an email. Send us an email. Interested to see. Yeah, I'm just interested to see how many people, if it is a statewide thing, if more people are have actually been warned off this. So, mm, um, you know, interesting. I'd, making waves. Yeah. I, I, sorry. You make it. So you've you've correlated our podcast with that. I put two and two together. Have you? Now I could have come up with five here, but I'm just you know yeah, all right. I'm just got I've got a nose I've got a nose for this sort of shit. Yeah, all right, swinging the dick. Right. Look, we we initially we set out to make these podcasts funny, uh, but. Did we? I guess I'm more passionate about teachers and and how they're treated and valued by society and and by the system that's supposed to support them. So, so not only have you stolen my podcast idea, you have stolen it and stopped making it funny, and you've just you've just railroaded my podcast basically. What was his name? Um, the guy that took over McDonald's was it Cronk? Cronk? Zuck, Cronk? Zuck it. Oh, McDonald's. Cronk. He, yeah. Yeah. He, he took over from McDonald's and kicked the McDonald's brothers out and made it and into something. Became famous on McDonald's. Well, I, I said the first podcast is Zuckerberg me, which is that's right, yeah, yeah. But McDonald's is a good example as well, Bear. Right? That's more unashamedly. Unashamedly, that's a more boomer yeah. boomer relative. Yeah. Look, you know, so yeah, absolutely. We want this to be funny. We want it to be sad. We want stories that that um, that you can only tell your friends, close friends, and you can't say in front of parents, but. We also do want to make it available. If you've got a genuine gripe, and I just don't, I don't want to hear the witchy, the, the bitchy, moany, eh, stuff. If you've got a genuine gripe, then, um, and you think it needs fixing, hell yeah, let us know. Let us Cause know, because Bear I'll fix it. I'm, I'm onto this shit. We're up to, we're up to, I keep watching the very first episode, and it keeps climbing, which to me means you're not going to listen to it more than once. So it to me oh, means, damn. oh, we're getting more listeners. I should. I, yeah. I, I shouldn't have shown you how to look at the statistics. You're waking up, refreshing that, mate. I'm <laughs> hitting refresh. <laughs> I've got a little alarm every time it goes up by ten. Yeah. You're yeah. a dickhead. Well, that's that's no, yeah. that's good though. That's good. That's. Um, I know. I, I mean, I don't know if it's directly correlated to our podcast, but um, we can we can yeah read between the lines. Well, you've you've I read. I think you've so. read every, whatever the fuck you want between those lines. But anyway. What I do, um, so I reckon because this term is the um, the parent teacher interview term. Yes, I think we probably need to look at just have a quick chat about parent teacher interviews. Oh God, I love them! I love them! I love <laughs> parent do. teacher interviews. I that's one of the main reasons I do substitute teaching now. Parent teacher, really? Well, you don't have to do them anymore. Oh, you'd have to do them. Uh, I'm, I'm sure they did, but I can never remember my mum and dad going to parent-teacher interviews. 
But I know that Mum and I valued them. Well, I don't know so much valued them, but we always went. One of us always went, or if we could, both of us would go. If if I wasn't working, yes, uh, of course. I was talking to Mum about this, and I remember our very first parent-teacher interview. It was your grade one teacher. Grade one. And Mrs. her name Castle- was... Mrs. Castellanguida. Her name was Mrs. Castellanguida. Yeah. Spell that. She was... The grumpiest. She was the quintessential grade one teacher. She was matronly. I think she was only four or five years off retirement, but she's still going to go for another 10 years anyway. Was she Um, as grumpy as I remember her? Initially, she was. But she was one of those teachers, I think, that went in hard. Yeah. And then once you got to know her, she softened softened up. Because I remember at the end of the year, I, I gave her a hug and she was... Yeah, she was one of my favourite teachers, one of yeah, the favourite right. teachers that um, taught you. Good teacher, really good teacher. Yeah. Very old school, didn't take shit, yeah. but very old school. I remember um, I remember being her being like that. Yeah, definitely. Don't let people get too close, parents or kids, but, you know, I remember she was very, very good. Yeah, well, shout out to Mrs. Yeah. Castellanguida. I, I know she's probably listening to this. Um, she will be. So, uh, well, judging by our 5,000 downloads... Tell you what, she'd be one of them. She'd be for sure. Parent-teacher interviews. Do you like them more from a parent's perspective? You've yeah. done both, parents' perspective, yeah. and being a teacher. From a parent's perspective, I was never worried about anything that your kids did. So we went more out of a, a respect thing, respect for the teacher. The teacher's putting in time there. Yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to attend. That was in the days where, way back in the old days, where we used to trust teachers to teach. So yeah. I can't really remember. I can only remember a couple of occasions where I had a gripe <coughs> against the teacher, yeah, and and it usually got settled. But um, was that the one? From a, was that one of the ones yeah. uh, in grade two? One of the teachers didn't let me go to the toilet, and I pissed my pants. I remember that. Yeah, that was a good one. I remember. Oh, yeah, that's but, what, that, but that was okay. I mean, that was all right because when she explained it, yeah. it was all your fault, you little shit. Well, kind of. I had the Wii card. I had the toilet card. And I went because yeah. you used to get, get the toilet card, stand over at the desk, and then the teacher would sign it, and you'd go to the toilet. And I got the yeah. toilet card, stood over at the desk, and she was like, "I'm not going over there." I was like, "All right." And then I kept going back and forward, back and forward. I need to go to the toilet, and then I just yeah, couldn't hold it any longer. Pissed my pants. Oh really? And back in those days, because you know, like um, uh, you get pants from lost property. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like schools now, they they give you normal pants like school yeah. pants back then it was just whatever's in lost property and it was like pink pants and bullshit like so everyone knew you pissed your pants yeah. it was like a like now the building now but now you get away with it because they're like oh yeah we'll just give you another pair, set of school pants so it's like yeah, nothing 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 ever happened i remember i got these orange ones orange ones with my bloody our lady of the rosary <laughs> Yellow shirt. <laughs> I remember the grade sevens coming up. You pissed your pants, didn't you? I was like, no. <laughs> I brought these from home. Uh, Poor little shit. knight. I don't know. See, I, I, I distinctly remember, and this this was our very, very first parent-teacher interview with Mrs. Castellanguida, and we went into the classroom, and she had the chairs set up, and her chairs set up. Now, the chairs that we had to sit on were the, were the grade one chairs. Oh. So there's your mother and I sitting side by side on these grade one chairs, and she's sitting across from us on one. her teacher on a, chair, oh. looking down at us. It's the whole power thing, right? What a power and move. Didn't she, give it, didn't she give it to us? Really? We, we didn't put your name on your hat and your bag and your jumper properly. 
we didn't name <gasps> your books properly with the with the subjects or, or, or I think something really? like that. Really, we gave you too much lunch, but we didn't give you enough fruit in your lunch. Um, <laughs> and, but and I'm, I'm thinking, oh God, I'm I'm caught in the hiding here, and I'm getting crankier, but I'm not going yeah. to say anything. She had me intimidated, <laughs> absolutely terrified. Um, but then at the end, she finished it off. She's She's one of those good teachers where you hit them with the bad shit and then you hit them with the good shit. Because yeah, I remember, yeah. we, I think we got points for uh, reading with you a lot at home. And she yeah. said he does have excellent manners. So then I went, I, I didn't know whether to puff my chest out at that stage or not because she'd slap me down again. And I'm sure she did that with everybody. Yeah. I find in ter- parent-teacher interviews, you get two types of parents that attend. The majority of parents that come along to a parent-teacher interview, they're the ones that genuinely want to find out, you know, how the kids are going and what they can do to help. Usually they care enough to come up to you and have a talk about their child. So they take a night off, they've come home from work, hard yep. day. Then those ones, and this they're in a minority, I'll say this again, but you go, oh, geez, really? <laughs> they're the ones that think that teachers get paid too much yep. and get too many holidays, and they just come looking for a fight. You know, thankfully, they're rare. The one bonus is that they provide great stories. Great stories. teacher interviews. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, yeah. I've also so got I've also got great stories from the good ones as well. Like I one oh, of my yeah. one of my favorite dads that I ever had. He was um big Cockney fella, and um he had well I'll call the little kid Bruce because I that that joke that I wrote about the little Brucey was based on oh, this Bruce, yeah. based on this kid. And his dad came up and he was like, I don't even know. I think it was a parent teacher interview. I think it was just one of the first days of school. He goes, "All right, mate, Mister Knight, is it?" It was like, sorry about my bad Cockney accent, but he was like, "Look." Little Bruce, he's not the sharpest tool in the shed, all right? I get it. And he was just, I just want him to read, write, be good at math. But mainly, I just want him to be a good boy like that. And I was just like, oh, man, we're going to we're gonna get on fine. We're going to hit it off. Yeah, he was sensational. And his kid was so well-mannered. He was fantastic. Yeah. He, yeah. Like, he had, but good. Like, he was naughty as well. He, he had a bit of spunk about him as well. Yeah. He was a naughty yeah. little shit and just used to make the kids crack up. And, like... You know when you laugh as well, like yeah. he'd do something, he'd do something naughty, and then the kids would all pause and wait to see if I'd laugh, and then I couldn't hold it in because he was just hilarious. Yeah, and so yeah, he was—he's one of those kids, the the good mix of a bit bit of naughty, bit of spunk, but also just a good boy underneath it all. So what grade was that? That was grade. Th- I I think I had him in grade three and grade five because I taught. Okay. Yeah, I taught a couple yeah. of kids in grade three and then in grade five again. Yeah. Yeah, cool. so um, grade five though, I remember the grade five. They were a great class. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. they're the one. I've I've probably only ever come across, you know, maybe half a dozen parents that come in, but they do come in looking for a fight. Most of the parents that come in are brilliant. Yeah, they're there for the right reasons. Yeah, but I had this one parent where I had this classroom management strategy. At the beginning of the year, I'd keep the entire class in for you know five or ten minutes of their playtime if there were continued classroom disruptions yeah you know like you're trying to get them to settle settle so i'd put one minute up on the board and i'll put two minutes up on the board yeah so whatever it was at the end of that session for the for that playtime the whole class would stay in yeah now you'd always get some kids saying look that's not fair because we weren't doing the right thing so then i'd i'd try and use that um as a as a life lesson you know life's yeah. not always fair sometimes things are going to happen to you that you don't like and they're out of yeah. your control and you can yeah. either jump up and down and whinge and moan, or you can suck it up and move on. You know, whinge about the, the important stuff, 
but let the little shit go through. So this dad rocks up to the parent-teacher interview and I I hadn't seen him at all before this. Mm. And it was our very first meeting. And I could tell by the way that he gripped my hand when I, when I put my hand out to shake it. <laughs> he tried that that this is going to turn into a super dick swinging competition. So he's he's gripping hard. And I'm I'm just trying to equal it. I'm not trying to go too hard. Yeah. I'm trying to equal it. Oh, can and I, it, can I just ask? Yeah. Did you put him in the small chair like Mrs. Castellanguita did? No, I didn't. Oh, I'm thinking at the time. Should have done that. Like I went through the the thing with his son, and you could see he wasn't even listening. Yeah, you know, like I said, look, he's you know he's, he's he can be disruptive in class, but we're getting we're making progress. Just glazing blah, 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 blah. over. I knew it was coming. He sat bowled upright and he pulled his shoulders back. Yeah, and he said to me, "I'm not happy with this group punishment thing you got going on." And I said, "Well, you know, I, I find it's very effective." And I said, "It usually yeah. only lasts for a term." And yeah, um, you know, peer pressure is a powerful thing because you get yeah. the rest of the class telling them, "Look, you know, put your head in because this isn't." This isn't what's acceptable. He, he leans forward at this stage. It runs like a movie in my head. He said, I was in the army for six years and I never saw group punishments ever work. Oh, God, mate, you just tossed me that, didn't you? <laughs> and, you know, because then I said, I said, I, I find that really surprising in a military organisation because I've been in the Air Force for 21 years and I saw it work all the time. <laughs> Such so a fuckhead. He, he, he wasn't, he wasn't going to roll over, though, because he played his ace. He says, and I, I'm pretty sure that he, he probably stayed up all night rehearsing this because he said, uh, the United Nations Convention on the Rights of the Child prohibit group punishments, and Australia is a signatory to that convention. Oh, oh, shit, I'm, I'm pretty impressed. That's all right. Yeah, 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 yeah. The one flaw in his argument that when I was doing an assignment, when I was doing my degree, happened yeah. to be on the United Nations Convention on the Right to the Child. So, But anyway, he's done his homework and you've got to give him kudos for that. Yeah. It's kind of like he's tossing the apples. You feel like slum, Slumdog Millionaire, you're getting all the answers. I know, yeah. I remember just sort of squinting my eyes a bit and looking at the roof and, and I said, look, which, which article exactly are you referring to? Because... You know, I'm pretty familiar with each of the 54 articles and I don't remember that one being in there. Yeah. But see, I'm, I'm, see, I'm starting to swing my dick about now. But right yeah. now I thought, holy shit, I hope there's 54 articles to this convention. <laughs> and and he, do, he doesn't call him a bluff. He, he just sat there for a while and I thought, hello, I got him. He's, yeah. I've got him. Because yeah. then he says to me, he, he thinks for a minute and he says, yeah, anyway, the raffer just a pack of pussies and they never get their hands dirty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, God. Oh, Seriously, shit. this is, you know, I refrained from asking Rambo how many enemy he had garroted, but the reason I tell that story is to, to kind of highlight the fact that sometimes the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Yeah. And when yeah. you hear dad talking, yeah. you know why the kid's like that. See, his kid was one of the first to complain about any perceived injustice. Yeah. He was one of the ones that continually pushed the boundaries. Yeah, he was one that he wasn't even adverse to trying to humiliate other kids in the class and even the teachers. Yeah, got, in the yeah, class to try yeah. and get you know to gain some kudos. Yeah, and this kid was told that he had all these rights and yeah, and he was running. Was with it. can I ask? Was Mum there as well? No, no, this was just Dad. So. All right. So I'd actually met Mum before, and you know she was very lovely. And in fact, she was the one that came up to me and, and gave me a hug at the end of the year when they graduated. So you, yeah. Um, See, I find a lot of, I found little boys that would, would treat women not very well, like women teachers. It was really interesting because then you'd meet the, the parents and it was like dad would yeah. talk down to mum and that sort of thing. And so you, you could see, you could see when kids 
didn't have good male role models in their life because it's, they... A, it's about you as a person. It's not about... It's a, about the way you treat people. What sort of an adult do you want to grow up to be? Yeah. But see, I've also had dads too who sit... Who, they'll come in, mum and dad will come in and dad will sit there in silence with his arms folded Yeah. and let mum do all the talking and he offers absolutely nothing Yeah. except when you say goodbye to him and mum's gone out the door and then... And the dad says something like, you know, you got my permission to kick him up the ass if he steps out of line. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's fine. Have you ever had an, an, an interesting one is, um, I think I've spoken to you about this before, dads kind of get a little bit, not in, yeah, maybe intimidators, like you're a, a good teacher, the kids love mm. the kids love you, and they're always coming home and saying, oh, Mr. Knight did this, this, yes. this. And, and dads in particular... I've only had a couple that sort exactly that sort of eye you off, sort of sort of like when they're coming in, it's like, all right, what? Who's this fucking? Who's this bloke? Yeah. So you're you're the you're Mr. Gay, are you? Like that. It's kind of like you're stepping in on their turf. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, they're the alpha male in this relationship, not you. Yeah. yeah. It's I, I, um, it's usually like st- in stand up as well. They're the dudes that yell out and heckle. It's the it's yeah. the dickheads that are used to like they're they're the alphas. And they can't yeah. stand seeing someone else, another dude or, or whoever up on stage getting all this attention. So they're the ones that yeah. have to yell out, yeah, 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 and then, yeah, shoot them down. But I can, I can honestly say that parent-teacher <coughs> interviews were one of my favourite education experiences. I honestly look forward to parent-teacher interviews. Yeah. Most, you know, most teachers don't. They're a pain in the ass. There's a lot of prep. But yeah. I always found it was probably, it was usually less about conveying their child's progress to them than it was an exercise in me finding out what type of parents they were. Um, yeah, so, you know, you you get those parents who are as passionate about their kids' education as you are. Yeah. You often get validation that that's why their child's behaviour and attitude and work ethic are like they are. Yeah, 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 yeah. You meet the parents, that's why the child is yeah. like they are. Absolutely. So, I yeah, I really enjoyed them. It was a bit of a... Oh, see, it wasn't even really a pain to... To set up, it's like getting an injection, going to for your COVID needle. Yeah. It's going to hurt for a little while, but then once it's over, you know you're glad you got it. So, well, I um, uh, I'm writing this th- that TV series I'm writing at the moment. One of the skits is uh, you can tell a lot. You can you can basically tell what type of parent you're going to get um, by how they name their kid. You know, yeah. what I mean? like you got you got Branthony, you got little <laughs> little Branthony. It's going to be a helicopter parent for sure. Just Branthony. Come on! Do, do you remember that? Do you remember that story you told me of a, a mum? Forget what the kid's name was, but the mum used to unpack all his stuff, bring him in, yes. unpack everything, and then she um, he caught the. She used to drive him in all the time, but then he's in grade five now. He's a big boy, so we're going to let him catch the bus. So, so she let him catch the bus, but she didn't just let him catch the bus. She got in her car and followed the bus to school to make sure he got off the bus pro- fine. Exactly. He he got on and caught the bus for two stops. Is it so only that's two as stops? Far as he caught, yeah, two stops. Yeah, <laughs> but fuck. At the beginning of the year, she would walk him to class. Yeah, carrying his bag. Yeah, unpack his bag. Yeah, and then take bring his books in. Yeah, whatever books he had, and put them on his desk. Ah, uh, do you, thought, do you oh, know what? I, geez, you know. I was teaching prep the other day, and this dad came in. Little his daughter basically. Oh, can you help? And he's like, no. You go do it. You're a big girl now. So she had to unpack, yeah. unpack everything. I was like, oh, mate, I can't tell yeah. you how happy that makes me. And he was like, yeah. It does. Yeah. No, see, one of the things that I got really good at was playing a straight bat 
to parents that were absolutely delusional. You know, you get some that think they're bloody Kanye West because they're um, they've got no grasp of reality whatsoever. Yeah, okay. You know, like what their, their the kids are geniuses. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, my I think my my child might be gifted. Did you just did you just throw a Kanye West reference in there to try out cool? Do you even do you, name me one Kanye West song? I'm here. <laughs> he married he married that Sheila with the big ass. What was her name? Um, the Kardashian. <laughs> Thank you. Are they, chica, 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 yeah, chica. Please don't dance. It's, people can't. No, see what I did was I Google. I actually Googled delusional people, <laughs> <laughs> and his name. His name was in the top three. I knew it. I knew it. Uh, That's so funny. Yeah. yeah. Kanye. Anyway, keep going. But yeah, anyway, so the, the ones that come up to you and tell you that I think my child's gifted. Yeah. <laughs> what what you, what I say is something like, Yeah, they're actually quite bright and I can convey your thoughts to the head of curriculum to see if they might qualify for assessment. Uh, I'm passing the buck there. Yeah. No idea. Yeah. But what I'm saying in my you know, in my head, I'm saying, yeah, yeah, no, nah, no. Nah, sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or the ones that want you to give them extra homework. No, they they told me that they want extra homework from you. From you, yeah. You know, what's your what's your? Do thoughts? they want more homework or do you want more homework? What's your thoughts on homework? Uh, look, we'll get that into that. Well, actually, we'll get that in, get get onto that another episode because I, yeah, I I don't, I don't know if I'm a fan of homework. Well, maybe as you get older, but it's one of those things that everybody's got an opinion on. Kids love it or hate it. Teachers love it or hate it. And parents love it or hate it. Yeah. There's nobody that doesn't care about homework. Everyone's got an opinion. Um, yeah, I, I, don't I know. just find that I just find that unless the kids are going to actually do the homework and not the parents. Yeah, that's true. You know, that's true. I, I like the idea of homework in the later years, like for high school, because you know they're going to need to do a lot more, getting them ready for, you know, TAFE and uni. They're going to have to do a lot more research and that out of. Um, class time hours so but then you get the other side you get the flip side the, the parents that just come in and say yeah like Brucey's dad look yeah you know they're, they're, they're a bit of a dumb ass but I just want to get them through the end of the year the ones that really don't the, the parents that don't that don't have an expectation on their kids not not that they don't care but they don't put a high expectation on their kids I think most parents are like they want best the, the best for their kids but they don't like you said, they're not delusional with their kids. Then they're they're like, yeah, he's. I mean, he's pretty good at maths. He's he's, yeah. But that's the norm. They're the ones yeah. that have a re- a realistic grip on their kids. <clears throat> yeah. But it's the ones that come in and say, look, they're just a dumbass. We do, all we want to do is get them through the end of the year without having to repeat. Yeah. I mean, you know, then then your job is because the kids obviously hear in this as well. Yeah. Then your job is to to turn that around and and you know say to the kid, well, you know, look. I don't want you to get, give me an A, but I do want you to give me the best that you can possibly give me. Mm. It's interesting as well with yeah. parents, the, the parents that are, I don't know, like I guess my age parents as well with social media and people being more obsessed with being on their phones than spending time with their kids. That's a whole other bag of, that's a whole other issue. It's um, I know we spoke yeah. about it briefly with Maverick. Um, it's, a, it's a different generation. It's a very sort of... Yeah. Selfish, yeah, you're right. selfish generation, a, a self-indulgent generation because of social media and always putting your best foot forward and all that sort of stuff. My favorite, yeah. one of the fu- one of the funniest things I ever saw was um, my ex's friend. One, she was like this, um, 
this model and she'd always do like <laughs> this Instagram these Instagram posts. But her, her mm-hmm. kid, she had a kid and her kid had real bad ADD. We used to call him um, Donnie from, you know, the wild thornberries. Like, like, he used to just yell and scream all the time, this, okay. this, this young kid. And so she'd be trying to do these sexy posts of her, like in her bikini, just like, mm-hmm. like boobs out. And then all of a sudden you're like, holy shit, she's super hot. Then all of a sudden in the background, this kid would just go, <laughs> it's just like... Well, there, there it goes. It's like the, the uh, what do you call it? The natural uh, contraceptive. The other thing I used to like about parent-teacher interviews is the appointments. Ah, the 15-minute time slots. Ah, oh, geez. Most schools I've ever been to, they give they give parents about four weeks warning. So yeah. I look at the newsletter, parent-teacher interviews are coming up. Watch out for the, the calendar. Yeah. And you, you come in and you book your interview. Yeah. So it'll probably go out on a newsletter first. Yeah. Then the next week it'll come out um, via a letter home. Yeah. An individual letter home. Then two weeks out it'll be a, an email or something. Yeah. Just reminding them. And then one week prior it says, righto, these, here it is, it's open. Put your name down. What hours do you want? What time do you want? Go for it. And then I used to, I used to write in texture on the kids' foreheads too, that, you know, they're coming up. So when they Oh no! Anyway, and you still get the what? You hold the interview over two weeks, one or two weeks, yeah. and then the, in week three, yeah, you get the the parents that come up to you and say, "Oh, listen, you have parent teacher interviews." I didn't see the I didn't see the note. Didn't I didn't get the, the letter yeah, home. Yeah, yeah. Can I book in for one now? Yeah. I said, oh, for Christ. Sure. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. And it's yeah. so funny because the ones that you want, the ones that you want to talk to, yeah, don't show up. Oh, no. The ones that you the ones that you really need to talk to rarely show up, and the ones that yeah the ones that really really want to talk to you, it's like I'm talking to you every fucking morning before school starts. Yes, yes, Karen. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> thank you for helping with with reading groups. But yeah, anyway, and spelling groups. Yeah, reading groups, spelling groups. You need and cutting else? up the fruit. Cut- <laughs> But yeah, anyway, all, and we should put a disclaimer out that all the mum, the mums that do that, aren't always like that. It's just the. But the see, odd. they're the ones that care. They're yeah. the ones that just want so much, want their kids to do so well. Yeah, yeah. They, they put in that little bit extra, and I'm not saying that every parent has to do that, or ha- you know, or has know. the a time to do that as well. It's that's just exactly it's, there's right. so many different factors to it. And dads, dads so I've, I've yeah. had a few dads pop in, which was good. One of them turned out to be an absolute psycho. I've talked about him in the uh, previous yeah. previous podcast. One of, uh, the biggest con man in Queensland. <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen, um, I just want you to indulge me a bit here because I want to give a shout out to somebody. Um, we're getting close to the end, so I just want to finish off on, on this note. What, you, you think I don't indulge you enough on this fucking podcast? I, think you, I don't think you give me enough respect. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, go on. Look, I recently had the pleasure of attending the funeral of an old teaching colleague. Yeah. It sounds crazy when you say you had the pleasure of going to the funeral, but but as sad as it was, yeah. and, and I, I unashamedly cried like a bitch. Yeah, yeah. It was an absolute privilege to attend this along with some of his other um, old teaching mates. We reminisced and we talked about old times and, and feeling of... I haven't belly laughed so hard in years. I want to tell you about one of the memories that, that I had. Are we saying his name? His name was Bruce. Yeah. His name was Bruce. Yeah. And he was the PE teacher um, 
Bruce Andrews, his name. Can we? Can and we? he was a PE teacher at the school I was teaching at, and he's truly one of life's gentlemen. I got to, I, I got to Bruce meet Andrews. him because if, if the listeners have listened to the other episodes, he's the one that he was the JP that signed off my teacher registration because it took a bit longer because of my uh, cartwheel in the yes. kilt incident when I was when I was 19, That's years, right. 19 years old. What an idiot. Yeah. He's, he's one of life's gentlemen, right? He yeah. didn't have an enemy in the world. Just yeah. he'd do anything for you. Yeah. And anyway, so each term, he and I would organise the, the school disco. I'd arrange all the music and Bruce would go into town and pester all the local businesses for any you know free giveaways and things. Yeah. Uh, that we could hand out during the night as prizes. So this one disco, he comes in to me and he's really chuffed with himself because he'd been to JB Hi-Fi yeah. and they'd given him a whole box full of shit, yeah. all this promotional stuff. Yeah, great. There's some CDs and there's posters and wristbands and stuff. At the time, the movie Flying High was being promoted and they'd given him some small inflatable autopilots <laughs> These things are about 30 centimetre, 20 or 30 centimetres high when, that, when you blow them up. Okay. If you haven't seen the movie, <laughs> Flying High, it's probably worth, and you're as juvenile as I am, it's flaming hilarious. It's Snoop Dogg, isn't it? In the movie. It's hey? Snoop Dogg. In f- no, it's not Snoop Dogg. No, it's way before him. Flying High. Flying High. Is it? Whole, like, um, Leslie Nielsen and... Um, oh. I can't think of the other actors' names, oh, but they're all famous hold on. Actors. Is it called Airplane? In America, they called it Airplane, I think. Ah, yeah, Airplane. Gotcha. And in Australia, I think they called it Flying High. Gotcha, yeah. Anyway, okay. there's a scene in it where the pilot and the co-pilot get food poisoning. Yeah. So there's no one to fly the plane. Yeah. So the hostess is talking to this guy, this expert on the ground, and he's talking her through it. And he says, hit the autopilot button. So she hits the autopilot button, and this um, inflatable guy blows up in the in the pilot seat and he takes control of the plane. He's, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. the autopilot. Yeah. This huge life-size inflatable. Right. So they start losing altitude and she says to the guy on the ground, we're losing altitude. She looks over and she says, oh, the autopilot's failing. <laughs> so the guy says to her, just below the belt buckle, there's an inflatable tube. You need to re-inflate him. <laughs> so you know where the tube is. Yeah. So she dives down between his legs and she's blowing this thing up and she blows it up, yeah. right? Yeah. So that's that's the gist of this thing, to get this autopilot going again. Yeah. Uh, going again. Cla- that is that is hilarious, by the way. Can I just... Ro- hang on. I- it's, it, we're getting there. <laughs> so, as one, so we're back to the disco now. <laughs> yeah. So that's just a bit of a fill-in. Back yeah. to the disco. Yeah. There's a song playing and I get one of these prizes out and I'm going to inflate it and give it, a, give it out. <laughs> so I yeah. unwrap it from a plastic bag... Yeah. And find the inflation tube, and I'm starting, and I blow it up. <laughs> now, it wasn't until I put the stuff, the plug in to stop it going down, that I realised where the where the inflation plug is, and it's right between the pilot's legs, just like in the movie. <laughs> so, I, oh Jesus! So I quickly let this thing down, and I take the other ones out of the the other spare ones we haven't given out into the box, and I call yeah. Bruce up onto the stage, and I say, "Quick, come up here." So he comes up on the stage, and I show him. This thing deflated. Yeah. Um, I show him the, this this autopilot. Yeah. Mate, he goes pale, and I said, I said, what's what's going? What, you know, what's the problem? And we look out into the audience, and we see these boys have blown one up, and they're hitting it round like a balloon. <laughs> 
Mate, he's like a ninja. He swoops down into the audience and confiscates this thing. But then I see him, he's, he's looking around he's, and he flies back up on the stage and he grabs a handful of Mars bars that we used to give out as prizes. Yeah. And he's madly going around the, uh, around the kids and they were dancing yeah. and he's swapping them a Mars bar for, you know, for this. For the, yeah, Some yeah. are holding out, they want two Mars bars. <laughs> Most of them, you know, they, they're quite happy to swap it for a Mars bar. Yeah. But it wasn't long, I got, I got these boys coming up with a packet and they're going... Uh, Mr. Andrews said I can swap this for anything in the box. <laughs> so these kids are holding out. Uh, I'm assuming that none of them went home because I said to him, how many were there? He said, I've got no idea. <laughs> I think we've got eight of them. I think we've got eight of them back. But, oh, so what, you're just handing out bas- basically inflatable sex dolls? Handing out, yeah. The, oh. <laughs> I'm thinking, hang on. JB Hi-Fi are handing these things out. What if they get some old lady that goes in looking for a, a toaster? And they give her a, a complimentary, yeah, <laughs> a complimentary inflatable autopilot. Yeah, more power to yeah. it. Get it. So I, I just want to give a shout out to my old mate Bruce. Yeah, yeah, mate. Rest in peace. Uh, did you you went up with a heap of your teacher mates as well, didn't you? Yeah, there were um, half a dozen of us that drove up. Yeah. It was up in Mon- up in Bundaberg, yeah. and um, it was sad, but yeah, it was it was great. Yeah, and yeah. as we're driving home, Scott says, "Righto, we should do this again." Yeah. Who's going to volunteer? Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Well, it's yeah. it's sad. You kind of got to yeah. That that to it happen. was, but but a lot of you know some of these teachers I hadn't seen for for fifteen years. So you know, ten or fifteen. Well, that's years, what so. I mean. It's sad that, that nice. sad that that had to happen for you guys to get back together and have a You're have right, a yarn. Yeah. yeah. How are we gonna How are we gonna sign off after that? I don't know. I've got nothing. That's uh. I got nothing. You got nothing. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. If you like this, um, then tell your friends. Yeah. And if you don't like it, tell your friends anyway. Let them be the best judge of it. Exactly. We're still looking for people to tell us some stories. So we do get some. I got one email from a, a lady who's who is just about to graduate. She's a mature age graduate. Yeah. And and she pretty much unloaded. Um, if you're prepared to send us a a voice tape. Yeah. Of of, of a story. We can include that in here as well. So yeah, um, absolutely. Because it's it, right. So I sent her an email back saying, "Look, would you like to do that? Would you like to?" And you know, no pressure, no pressure at all. If not, then I'll read it out. Yeah. But otherwise, it's nice to hear any some other voices other than our boring voices. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Also, uh, the parent teacher interview. You said, "Do you want? Can you put the the song at the end of this one?" Yes. So so let, I think we on. can. I think we can sign off with that song. And if you haven't, Good you haven't seen it, it's on YouTube. Um, so how's that? Yeah, good idea. Sign off with the song. Sign off with the song. Fantastic. Cool. All right. Well, I'll do that. You won't hear the, right. you won't hear the little uh, uh, teacher yarns outro. This is going to be my Jingle. my dumb voice, and this song's yeah. called "Dear Parents." It's on YouTube. It's, it's good. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. I, did, I did it in lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks everyone yeah, for listening. So if you if you like it, um, teacher yarns on Instagram, teacher yarns on Facebook, and teacher yarns at gmail.com. Jeez, you're getting good at that. Uh, like a like a Yoda. Getting, actually, yeah. the, the Instagram ones. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit disappointed because there's a few people on Instagram that are like, I think about two or three people on Instagram have messaged me and said, "Oh, I remember your dad. He was awesome." I'm like, there you go. All right, where the fuck's my? Where where are you? Where, where's my yeah. ones? Nothing. He does. He doesn't even know who Kanye West is. I know who. He's that. You've already because you did a joke about him on your um on your 
when you call him up that time. Oh, yeah, that's on YouTube that's as well. Hilarious. You can watch that too. Yeah. Go down the YouTube rabbit hole. Yeah, Ben calls. Ben has a conversation with Kanye West. There, there you go. That's good memory. Well done, B-Rite. Yeah. Anyway, thank you so much All for right. listening. God, we thanks, talk mate. some shit. Uh, thanks, everyone, yeah. for listening. Um, here's that song. All right. Have a good one. Okay. Love you. See you. Bye, we'll speak everybody. You later. Bye. Okay, bye. Before you have a kid first, listen to the lyrics in this little song of wisdom from the teachers. Please just think before you pop one out. Am I one of the humans that he's talking about? And if you are, then there's no harm in getting a dog or trying out some garden. And it's hard when I've always got to bite my lip, seeing dipshit humans popping out, kids. If you want to have a kid, let me drop some truths. If you believe in horoscopes, hey, don't reproduce. In fact, if you believe in star signs of any type, stop listening right now and go get your tubes tight or a vasectomy. Just don't multiply your genes because the world doesn't need another dickhead that believes that celestial alignment's why your child's not learning. That's got nothing to do with Jupiter. It's called Aspergis, okay? Start talking about vaccinations. Look, I hate it. Your uneducated anti-vax thoughts are dangerous. I'll put up with you naming your kid Rainbow Star, but they didn't cure pox with goji berries and quinoa. Your obsession's misplaced, your dreadlock smell. Seems that Dreamcatcher caught your common sense as well. Put your tarot cards away, this may sound harsh, but take your healing crystals, shove them up your chakra. And if your kid can't spell well, don't come at me if you've named her Jessica with a f***ing G. Give your little girl a break, stop messing with her. It's not my fault you've confused Jessica. And if you name your kid Destiny, I think you should be told you've ironically destined Destiny for the pole. I'll let you know it's the same if you name him Chastity or Cinnamon. Hope your little princesses aren't allergic to silicon. Your kid's not academically gifted, I don't mean to nitpick, but let's look at the gene pool that they're working with. Last month you took out a loan to buy some fake boobs, your husband's a white dude covered in tribal tattoos, and I'm not mad you won't go filling in that prescription of Ritalin, and I'm right there with you, and drugs should be at a minimum, but my anger starts when you say you're being disciplined, and I see the f***ing lunchbox you've packed up all the Skittles in. To the parents that run their children into the ground and hound their little ones till they're academically sound when their heads are full of brains and their pants are full of piss that's okay if they can spell incontinence but there's more to learning there's more to an education than making sure you fill up the left sides of their brains and cramming information because that's a key to raising a kid that can read moby dick but can't do up their laces yeah there's a balance teach your kids to work hard but when they shake in fear in front of their report cards because mom and dad applied so much pressure that their whole Self-worth boils down to one letter, time to question. Are your priorities lacking? When your kid does their work, but you keep on stacking more work till you know they're academically savvy, but the whole time forgot to ask, are you happy? Before you have a kid first, listen to the lyrics in this little song of wisdom from the teachers. Please just think before you pop one out. Am I one of the humans that he's talking about? And if you are, then there's no harm in Getting a dog or trying out some garden And it's hard when I've always got to bite my lip Seeing dipshit humans popping out, kids <laughs>